Hi, I'm Carmen. I'm a teacher, an ADHDer, a certified life coach, and I created this podcast to spread awareness about ADHD, anxiety, and other mental health conditions and neurodevelopmental disorders. Let's chat about all the challenges, the fun, and the struggles of these things. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, friend. We have new cover art. It's so pretty, don't you think? I love it. Anyway, so I just wanted to thank you for real for pressing play on another episode authentically learning alongside me, and hopefully improving your lives too. I'm going to start this episode off with a review of this week. This one comes from Sam. Sam says, Thank you for all the information that you like wrote down, like putting your piles into a podcast. What a great idea. I commend you for having done the actual research on the topic in the first place. I honestly always thought I was a hot-headed, I was just hot-headed and had ADHD, like no idea that the two are related until I listened to your show. Thank you so much, Sam. It's people like you, and I'm talking to you too, listener. It's you I do this for. I don't want anyone else to feel the struggle the same way that I did. So in today's episode, we are talking about something I knew I wasn't really good at, but until recently, I didn't have strategies in place that worked to share with you. So this one is big because it impacts so many different parts of life, especially for me because I am a preschool teacher, but I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) Our topic today is cognitive flexibility. And if you're just hearing that term for the first time, it basically just means the ability to keep your emotions regulated during changes. So transitions and things like that. So any change from task switching to moving to getting married or starting a different habit. You know, I mean, do you ever wonder why it's so hard Um, or like it feels so hard or why you always give up? on those things or why maybe transitioning um, home from work is difficult for you or if you're interrupted during a task how that might affect you then this episode is for you so let's get started so first of all cognitive flexibility or flexible thinking is a skill. Second of all, it's proven that it's more difficult in ADHD brains. In a very interesting article I read, and it's linked in the show notes because I uh, know how much people love scholarly evidence, and this is a research-based paper or article. So bear with me because I'm going to get a little sciencey. Um... But the researchers in this article found 
that in the study they did on mental shifting, task switching, and similar tasks, like compared to neurodevelopmentally healthy brains, ADHD brains showed a lower activation, aka stimulation, so like actually being able to do it in the prefrontal cortex, which is the brain's little manager, in the basal ganglia part of the brain are emotions and memories, and in the parietal lobe, which has to do with how we take in sensory information. So what we hear, what we taste, what we touch, smell, see, things like that. So with that said, let's talk about the different times in which you may be likely to use the skill of flexible thinking or being able to transition like daily transitions of tasks um, or daily transitions to and from work Um, task switching so going from writing a paper to going to outside going outside to take your dog for a walk Um, starting a new habit moving being interrupted during work, changes in plans, and really any big or small change or transition that you have to make. Whether you are transitioning home from work or moving, this flexible thinking is the ability to shift your body and mind, which is tough for people with ADHD and ADHD tendencies. So when you really think about it, flexible thinking isn't, it's not really that easy for anybody, but ADHD years tend to be black and white thinkers. Yes, yes we do. My hand is raised here. I'm working on it because our brains like to use this cognitive distortion or this cognitive distorted thought of black and white thinking like everything is all good or it's all bad. It's always or it's never. It's everyone or no one. There's no in-between or like gray area. And like when you really think about it, life is 50-50 and most of it is gray area. So this type of stuck thinking is called having a fixed mindset. I believe that I've referenced this before, but a fixed mindset basically means that you think and believe thoughts like this is just how I am, I can't change, or I always mess things up, or I am never on time. Sound familiar? Since flexible thinking and self-talk are directly related, this sometimes poses an issue because ADHD and ADHD tendencies, hmm, we have negative self-talk and low like self-talking skills to begin with because it takes longer or doesn't develop at all in our brains. And when it does develop, it usually develops in a distorted way with all or nothing thinking, problematic positive thinking, and without really being able to see any gray in life. We see everything from an egocentric view, if you will. Then some of us also get stuck in these negative thought loops and really that doesn't make anything better. Starting and stopping tasks, 
and getting interrupted during tasks. They're also super hard for people with ADHD because we tend to start after having a really hard time starting or initiating the task and then we get into a flow or hyper-focused state and an interruption can make us feel super frustrated and uncomfortable and frustration we have low tolerance for that so emotional dysregulation here it comes sometimes it's that ADHD rage and you just see red and you just get mad and then you feel terrible and if you're relating right now you're not in bad company I promise Hey ADHD, I see you. If you'd like to take the strategies and tips that I share in this podcast further, head to my show notes and click the link to join Focused. It is the ADHD program for adults created by Kristen Carter, who has ADHD herself. So the platforms are ADHD friendly and the transformations that I've made since I joined have been amazing. If you head to my show notes and use that link, not only do you save $50 in your first payment, but I get a credit to my account too. We all win. Go to my show notes now if you want more of these tips, strategies, and in-depth ways to manage your ADHD. You can also download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started making your own podcast to share your voice. All right, my friends, back to the show. So this episode is not all gloom and doom. There is hope. These things will always be a little more difficult for us because of the self-talk and the emotional regulation skills that we have are hindered, but we have plasticity in our brains, which means that we can learn to work with our brains instead of fighting them. I know it's difficult, but I'm telling you working with your brain is a lot easier than fighting it. So personally, one of the ways I started changing my mindset about this was around receiving compliments. Now, this could be a considered a change or transition because you have negative self-talk or and I had negative self-talk. I didn't talk to myself nicely, so I didn't accept it when other people talked to me nicely and gave me compliments. I was also always kind of defensively responding, um, and we tend to do that. So instead, once I started talking nicer to myself, I started receiving compliments in a way that is not offensive to the person giving them. Because when you really think about it, when you respond in a defensive way, you're making that person think that giving you a compliment is something bad. 
and it's not they're being nice to you so but it makes us feel uncomfortable if we're we're not used to it so instead of believing your inner self-talk and responding in a defensive or negative way i invite you to just try saying thank you just say thank you i now receive compliments and naturally say thank you and then Usually I compliment the person back. Um, And sometimes I even like say something good about myself like, oh, thank you. I've been working really hard to do that or I just bought these pants or whatever the compliment is. It's a small step just to take to help you with the negative self-talk that comes along with this. A little bit of a bigger step or strategy is to start having a plan. And no, this time I'm not talking about like your daily schedule, talking about a plan that might sound like if this happens, then I can do blank. For example, say you're working on a paper, your plan or part of it could sound like if my best friend calls me, I will answer and tell her I can call her back when I'm done. See, these types of plans that we have set in advance help our brains when they impulsively want to answer the phone call and talk and chat. And before you know it, it's what time? And oh my gosh, this paper's due tomorrow. And what do I do? Yeah, I definitely relate there. So making a focused plan for something that you need to do and making a plan for the distractions Because guess what? We have ADHD, so we're going to get distracted. It's it's inevitable. Just like we're going to procrastinate and we're going to feel uncomfortable, it's how we use that information. It's what we do with it. That is the important part. So cognitive flexibility is one of those skills because ADHD is a spectrum disorder it's one of those skills that's either a little easier or like super hard especially for adults with ADHD um I do feel lucky because being a preschool um blended special ed teacher and you know um an ADHD coach um and a life and performance coach I do need to have the skill of flexible thinking um, for disruptions in the day. Um, I don't remember the last time that a day went according to my lesson plan because, and not because of, um, because I was disorganized, it's preschool. I mean, nothing can really, I mean, going as planned is like, really like a dream day in preschool so I really had to get used to the uncomfortable feeling of um flexible thinking even though I didn't necessarily have set strategies for it which is basically um just like evidence like that I can use um I was able to use that to Um, help myself when I was getting disrupted or when I was having trouble with task switching. So I also coach people who have ADHD or ADHD tendencies 
which means that I do need to be flexible thinker and tolerate um, things like lateness, rescheduling, changes in plans, while also teaching the skills to improve everything, both in preschool and in coaching. <sighs> this one, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It all goes back to how you think and feel about yourself. Self-concept is the basis. So if you are thinking right now like, oh my god, I'm not a person who can be cognitively flexible. Um, you need Your work is to work on your self-concept to believe that you are somebody who can be a flexible thinker. Um, so... Self-concept is the base. A plan is just one small tip. It's not magically going to help you become more cognitively flexible. So let's take a look at a few other tips and strategies. So first I'll talk about kind of uh, tips for like everyday challenges. And then um, I'll tell you a little bit about those big, big changes. So again, cognitive flexibility is basically the ability to navigate through transitions, big and small. So one way, like I said before, is making plans. Now, daily routines aren't always ADHD friendly. If they are for you, great, use them. But the ADHD brain creates barriers to self-awareness. Plus, you can't schedule or thought work your way like out of ADHD. But I promise we can work with our brains. So I invite you to start making small, little, not don't even call them routines. Um, I call mine like a warm-up list instead of a morning routine, which is basically a basics morning checklist just to make sure that you've taken care of your basic needs. Have you taken your meds? If you take them, have you drank water? Did you eat today? Did you, are you dressed? Did you, you know, do some hygiene? Things like that. Um, and you're, that, that way you know you're ready to get to work or whatever it is that you need to do. Another tip is that has worked for me is um, using transition tasks in between like bigger um, transitions. So like coming home from work for me um, or for other people could be work to home, free time to uh, working on your computer or whatever it is. Um, I place a task that I kind of not necessarily enjoy. Uh, for me, it's like procrastivity tasks or like, like they're, um, they're proactive tasks and things that I need to do, but they also help me transition. For example, for some reason, coming home and from work and like doing the dishes and cleaning the countertops helps me transition my mindset from work to home. For some people, that could be like walking the dog or uh, for me, for task switching at home throughout the day, my transition activity is usually something outside, like a walk or spending a few minutes just walking around in front of my house or on my porch and just breathing outside, <laughs> getting fresh air. 
Then there are those tried and true methods for productivity and scheduling, like time blocking, using timers, making time very visible for yourself, the use of a small notebook to keep track of your important um, dates and things, keeping a distraction notepad for when you're in deep work and you have distracting thoughts that you could write them down on that notepad. And there's also like, there's other strategies as well for task switching, like physical ones, like, like I said, going outside or sensory ones, like taking a shower, or using a fidget. You just have to kind of find out what works for your brain. And in almost the same way, just learning about cognitive flexibility or flexible thinking and how it impacts your health, because developing these skills makes you less stressed, less frustrated, and more, it gives you more ability to stop and pause and identify and process and then respond appropriately to the emotion that you're having to the transition. Um, this one is for big or small transitions. Get your thoughts out on paper. I'm not going to go very far into this because I've done that on a few different episodes, but get your thoughts out. It stops the spinning. It helps with the stress. Your brain is not a file cabinet. So write things down. Please start journaling and thought downloading if you haven't already. Because I promise you, once you start, you won't be able to stop. <laughs> the next tip I want to give you about big transitions is to find a community. And I do say this in a lot of episodes, but ADHDers, we need support and we need people who understand us. So if you haven't found your community yet, I invite you to go to my show notes and click the link to join Focused. You'll get $50 off your first month so you can try it out, see how you like it, and, you know, join us. I'm telling you, this is where I've made the most growth is in this program. It is the adult program for ADHD by Kristen Carter. Listen to I Have ADHD podcast or just simply go to the link and read what she has to say because she's authentic and she's truly the best coach that I've ever had. And I've had quite a few. And I don't know if I'll ever change my coach because she's just amazing. So yeah, head to my show notes to get 50 bucks off and try it out. Because community and support, especially in big changes like moving or getting married, really a community helps. Besides doing thought downloads, there's not a ton of things that you can do besides regular practices of days of self-care regular daily practices of self-care, I mean, um, I just want to stress that a community and people who understand you is something that will really, really help. I say this one a lot too, but it takes practice. The first idea likely won't work the first time. And if it does, fabulous. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Please tell me all about it. Connect with me. 
on Instagram and, and tell me all about it. I'm at authentically ADHD uh, underscore Carmen I race, I think, or it's authentically underscore ADHD Carmen underscore I race. Yes, very complicated. I should shorten that. But anyways, just practice. Um, it's okay if it doesn't work. You're not a robot. Note it down. Write it. Write it down. So that that strategy you tried, write it down that it didn't work. So you don't go back and try to try it again for, for the same thing. And when things do work, and you'll need more than one try usually for something to work. But when it works, celebrate it. Write it down and reward yourself for your success. So when you're having one of those rough days... You have some mental and written evidence to contradict whatever negative self-talk is looping in your brain. A skill to practice is to replace that anger feeling with curiosity. So instead of getting upset with yourself, ask yourself why. I've done this for about a year now and it really helped to develop my self-awareness. And that's really one big thing about cognitive flexibility is developing that sense of self-awareness and knowing what transitions you have trouble with. And so you can start placing strategies where they need to go. So I hope you got some clarity and possibly some strategy to help you with flexible thinking or even just helped you brainstorm on your own some ideas to try or even just help you understand i'd love to hear all about it seriously connect with me on instagram at authentically underscore adhd carmen underscore iris and let's connect let's chat and i love to shout you out um if you think that a friend might benefit from this podcast share it with them and as always please follow rate, like, subscribe, and stay authentic, my friends. Talk to you soon. So Kelly and I will be running a workshop on October 8th of 2022. Head to the show notes and fill out the form to register and join us for some fun.